Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. We got an awesome show tonight. One of your favorites, one of my favorites is on the show. Talking with that ranting man again, talking to Mr. Graham Allen today. I got a chance to sit down and do a one-on-one with Graham. Oddly enough, he's got some shit on his mind that he'd like to chat about. <laughs> if, you're, if you're one of the two billion people that have watched his videos, and yeah, I, I think his videos are over two billion views now, uh, you'll know Graham is no stranger to controversy, and uh, he doesn't give a shit what you think about it. He's saying what everybody else is scared to, and we love him for that. Every time he comes on the show, it's an instant classic, and he's here today in studio. No, he's on studio. He's, uh, he's in St. Louis, actually. Um, but he's opening up his own studio. He's got his own podcast now, Dear America, which airs on Mondays, uh, which is great. And uh, they're building a new studio for him in Dallas, Texas. So if you're in the Dallas, Texas area, you'll be able to visit him uh, maybe pop on over and say what's up to Graham, man. Great dude. Uh, great family man. And uh, again, one of one of your favorites and my favorite guests to have. Before we hop into that interview, we got some sponsors. But this whole shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Freshest, finest coffee in the land made with the hands of veterans. Uh, it's the best, man. Love it. Love their K-Cups. Love their beans. Uh, they got, they got, they got everything across the board. They got some amazing blends there. Their thin blue line blend is also amazing as well. Some of the finest apparel on the planet. Go to blackriflecoffee.com today. Sign up for the coffee club of the month program. You will not regret it. Use the promo code drinking bros 20 for 20% off. That's right. Drinking bros 20, 20% off at blackriflecoffee.com. Next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros love the ghost bed doing some big things with these guys in the future uh they're always they're always reaching out trying to find new ways to connect with the audience we talked about this for the last maybe month and a half or so and i'm going to bring it up again because it's important 80 percent of our listeners are either military or first responder they have a permanent 15 percent off discount for anybody who's military or first responder for a mattress company that is a huge huge savings uh, getting a good night's sleep is is arguably one of the most important things in this life on a daily basis. And ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros is our favorite. That's where all of our mattresses are from. Uh, their ghost pillows are the goddamn greatest things on the face of the planet. Uh, their sheets, they've got adjustable bases now with remotes and USB ports and flashlights and all that stuff. Uh, the finest mattress products on the planet. We've been with them for two years for a reason. A mattress is a big ticket item and we wouldn't want to fuck you guys um, by, by making you buy something shitty or telling you to buy something shitty. Uh, we genuinely sleep on these things every single night and love this company. If you're a regular civilian like myself, they got, they got still amazing deals, man. $100 off the classic mattress, free pillows, $200 off the Ghost Lux mattress, and that bundle package for $7.99 with the adjustable base and the pillows and mattress is still in there. That's a one-time use only. Those things were flying off the, the, the goddamn shelves over there. They were like, hey, just let's, let's just do one of those at a time. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and get in on all the exclusive deals. As always, 36 months 
pay-as-you-go program, no interest. That is the key, no interest in this. No one else on the internet is doing shit like this, and it's amazing. Uh, next up, we got expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros. ExpressVPN, they're back, brother. They're fucking back. Uh, we love these guys, man. Um, again, man, if you have a, a computer, a tablet, um, or, or a phone device, dude, and you're worried about getting hacked, I'm always worried about my mobile banking because I do all this shit on my own. Um, I don't have like a fancy business manager to do that shit. I don't trust him. I just don't fucking trust him. Listen to the Dane Cook story if you don't believe me about trusting him. I would rather have something running in the background that protects me and my data. That's what you get at expressvpn.com. Protect your shit. It's only $7 a month uh, at expressvpn.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, I believe they also have a promo code of drinking bros. And you get three free months. So you sign up for a year, boom. You get three free months and it's only $7 a month. Protect your shit, man. Everybody's trying to hack in. Get your goddamn information these days. Uh, fuck that, man. Protect yourself. Go to expressvpn.com slash drinking bros and get in on them deals. Last but not least, talking about bisonunion.com. Man, I love Bison Union. Look, look the, again, all of my best friends own these companies, most of them. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee and Bison Union. I just got the new Bison Union hat. They just came in. Uh, I ordered this shit. I pay for it. Uh, I love it, man. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Bison Union. Some of the finest apparel on the planet. I wear the shit everywhere. Um, so does Matt. So do all of us, man. We love Bison Union stuff. They got uh, long sleeve, short sleeve tees, hoodies. Their hats are the, are the best in the land. A lot of these designs end up on, uh, at Black Rifle as well. Um, just cool shit for dudes, man. They got belt buckles, boots, everything you need where it's just like, all right, cool. I feel it fits well. I feel good in it. And I can wear this shit out to like a, you know, a nice dinner or, uh, or just fucking chilling out, man. Uh, I love bisonunion.com. Uh, love hashtag Bert from TV. Support him. Go to bisonunion.com. Type in the promo code drinking bros for 20% off. That's good on everything in the entire store. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Graham Allen. Graham Allen, how are you, brother? What's up, dude? Man, it's a, it's a crazy world we're living in. You're one of our favorite guests on Drinking Bros podcast. We're glad to have you back today. You've been on fire lately. Yeah, well, well, one, we got to get you guys some better guests. If I'm one of the, t- if I'm one of the top <laughs> one, uh, yeah, I've been on fire or under fire, uh, however you want to, however you want to word it here lately. That's for sure. Yeah, how how do you want to word it? Is, is my my question? Well, I think that if you're not under fire, then uh, you're not doing uh, a good job, uh, despite what side of the political spectrum you may you may find yourself on. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's look, it's bloods or crips these days with uh, <laughs> politics. And it's like, dude, you're one or the other. You got to choose one. Who are you? I, I know yeah, I know true. a lot of people around America are faced with that question today. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, at, at dinner parties, usually right after the first drink hits your lips, somebody will lean over and be like, so you're you're like you like don't like Trump, right? And it's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 I don't. Yeah, it's uh, how we, it's how we define people these days, man. I, I mean, I, and unfortunately, it's it's no longer, hey, are you a good person? You know, do you do you try to do the best you can in life? Uh, it's did you vote for Trump? Because yeah. you voted for Trump. Uh, we can't be friends. It's true, man. I look, I was at a the reason why I bring this up. But we were Dan, Dan Holloway and I were at a dinner party in Kansas City and 
I had gotten asked that question right after the first drink. And then I, I, I looked over and I said, no, I, you know, I, I, I voted for Trump. And then uh, she goes, oh, well, you're, you're probably not going to like this. We're a, we're a Mueller household. And I was like, I'm sorry? And she what? pointed, yeah, she had a candle of Robert Mueller as, uh, as Jesus. It was one of those Mexican candles, you know, you buy on the side of the road. Say, man. See, that's that weird voodoo <laughs> cult stuff right there. That, that's crazy. <laughs> they were really convinced, um, and I'm talking about the left, they, they were really convinced that, that he was going to be their saving grace and, and that this whole thing was, you know, Russia and Trump conspired with Russia. And then you, right. you got a whole box of nothing, and the story died I, I, like four or five hours later. Oh, it was the biggest slap in the face of Democrats that has happened in a very long time, man. I, I still remember uh, Christmas. There was this viral video that came out and it had all those weird hippie looking people singing. Uh, we wish you a Mueller Christmas and impeachment <laughs> next year or something like that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, dude, it, it was uh, it was a really, really, really strong week for uh, Republicans. And, and honestly, it's not just about Republicans. The thing that's crazy to me is that the report came out that there was no collusion, that 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 the president of the United States did not do this terrible thing that everybody wanted him to do. And people are upset that the president did not collude with Russia to rig the election. I, I mean, just even saying that out loud, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I, I'd never want to root for a, pr a pr president to fail in this life. And, you know, right. I, I might not agree with somebody's policies, but hey, they won. And I, I, have a yeah. chance, I have a chance to change it and vote four years later. And that's it. I don't sit on social media and bitch about the president or what's going on. <laughs> like, I don't have fucking time for that. Um, yeah. So with, you know, even when, uh, when Obama was in office, like, again, I didn't agree with his policies, but he won fair and square. Nothing I can do about it. I moved on with my yeah. life. Um, yeah. Same with Trump. Well, Great. If you don't like Trump, try to change it in 2020. Yeah. Well, that's called being an adult, Ross. You know, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people here today don't, don't, don't understand what that means anymore and, and that life doesn't always go the way that you want it to go. Anyway, it, it's just a bunch of crybabies, unfortunately, running the country now and uh, outside of the Trump campaign from the Democratic side of things, it seems to be especially so. Um, I don't know. It, it's weird, man. Uh, but uh, I wanted to say something really quick. I wanted to take you down a little memory lane yeah. if I could. Fire away. Uh, so a lot of people probably don't know this, but the very first time that me and you talked, that was before we ever met, uh, I came on the uh, Ross Patterson Revolution show. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. All right. So what a lot of people don't realize, and the reason I bring this up is because, you know, people see, you know, drinking bros and they see everything you guys are doing and you guys are killing it. And they see all this cool stuff and social media is awesome. And you guys are on top of the world. So many people don't see what things are really going like in the background and how much work all this stuff actually is. So the reason I wanted to bring this up was it was too January's ago. So it was right before Shot Show, two Shot Shows ago that me and you had that first uh interview. Yeah. And we were going to link up in Vegas. What you don't know is that I had had my first major setback in business during that time frame. And without going into uh, you know, what happened and all that kind of stuff, I was sitting in a 
300 square foot little office thing uh, with the only thing to my name was a computer that I was talking to you on and a little fold out table. And that was my office. And so everybody saw Graham Allen on social media and they thought, whoa, this dude must be rich. He must be killing it and all this other kind of stuff. But when I was talking to you two years ago, I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay my bills next month at the time. And you invited me onto your show. And uh, the show did really well. And then the next three weeks, we got on Drinking Bros. And then about two months later after that, I got the Blaze TV deal for the TV show. And here we are, uh, you know, several more million people later. I, I think we added another billion views since then. And, uh, you know, it's just really cool how things went full circle. And then, of course, on your guys' side, Drinking Bros has exploded. And, you know, I think it's just really important to point out to everybody that, man, this social media stuff is awesome. We have the ability to reach so many people and meet so many cool people, but there is so much work involved and there's so many ups and downs, just like everybody else experiences, uh, that trust me when I say we are no different than everybody else. And, uh, if we can do it, anybody can do it. Now I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, no, I look, the, you can stay on it for a little while if you want to. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, with social media, you can be jaded by numbers or what appears to be celebrity and whether or not the, that the celebrity is actually monetized, right? And with you, but you know, personally, like, because we don't ask on the show how much people are making or all that other stuff. What we try to find right. is just the coolest people uh, with great personalities to come on the show and, and share stories about their life and, and everything else uh, with you. You've been on, you know, my show and then Drinking Bros so many times that, like, dude, we got a bunch of requests of, like, dude, can he just join Drinking Bros? Like, he's our, <laughs> he's he's one of our favorites. He's that guy. So, like, uh, well, we, that's cool. We love having you on, and and we're amped for your success. Since since you brought it up, how did that deal with the Blaze even come about then? Because I don't know oh, this story man. actually. So uh, I, from the very beginning, man, uh, you know, all of this stuff started as an accident right like all this daily rants rant nation now we've got the dear america podcast now and, and all this stuff it was all accidental it was this idea that i had in my head you know what wh how there's something about being in a car ranting that is so pure on its just most basic level cathartic because too i would imagine right yeah yeah exactly but every single person in the world has gotten behind the wheel of a car by themselves and they have just absolutely unloaded about something, you know, what, what, whatever it may be. Every single person has done that. There is something about the solace, if you will, of being behind the wheel by yourself where you can just truly just say what it is that you have always wanted to say. And I think accidentally by, by tapping into that, I think that's why people have responded the way that they have. It's just because it's like, holy crap, that is exactly what I just said three days ago. But I can't say that out loud because I'll get fired. Right. But here's this redneck from Mississippi that's saying what we really want to say, uh, and it's going so far. So I accidentally fall into it. Things are taking off. I just told you that business-wise, I'd had my first major business setback, and it was truly the first time that I got punched in the mouth 
in the entrepreneur world. Right. Right. So, you know, I was like, man, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Facebook was changing the algorithms. You know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched so many other people like me because there was there was a lot of, you know, social media people that if you really look around today, they're not around anymore. Um, and it was because Facebook was doing the watch pages. So they were changing all the algorithms around and my engagements were down and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? So I had been watching Steven Crowder. And, you know, I love Steven Crowder. I love everything he does. Uh, you know, I think he's a genius in his own right of how he does things. So I noticed he was with this network called CRTV. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know what? Uh, naturally, uh, being the entitled, arrogant person that I am, I was like, well, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to CRTV's website and they didn't have like a contact us if you think you can have a show link to click on. And so I did the intelligent thing and I just clicked on the customer service email thing. And I type out this freaking majestic freedom essay about who I am, what I think, how I feel, all this stuff. And I send it. Really? I, yep. Yep. I sent out a cold email to the customer service <laughs> department of CRTV. And uh, I don't hear anything for months, obviously. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't hear a dang thing. Just crickets. And about six months later, I get this email from somebody named Gaston Mooney. And right off the bat, I think it's a terrorist because I'm like, who is named Gaston Mooney from a TV network? That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. make any sense I've at all. I've never heard it's, that name. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I mean, that is a made up name. I'm thinking to myself, this is, you know, some kind of end up in a bathroom with my pants around my ankles kind of thing. Anyway, <laughs> point is, uh, I click on it, I open it up, and Gaston Mooney turns out to be the president of CRTV. And what I did not know is that they'd been watching me for six months and watching what I was doing and all this other kind of stuff. And so, needless to say, uh, they offered me uh, a pilot. Uh, a lot of people don't know that either. They thought when the TV show came out that I was just picked up. That is not that is not what happened at all. In fact, it was probably the scariest two months of my life because the only thing I was promised from CRTV was a pilot. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, it's everybody out at home. If you don't know what a pilot is, you get to shoot a pilot, which is essentially your test episode. If they do not yeah. like it, they are all done with you and there is no going yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. It's terrifying, man. I mean, yeah. you of all people know this better than anyone, but this was my first time. So, dude, I was terrified because not only did I have to go film it and, oh, Ross, it was so awkward, man. I had to fly out to D.C. to a studio that was not mine. Uh, and I had gone from being by myself with no crew ever and then the next thing I know, I'm sitting in a studio that I didn't design, looking at people that I've never met before, and they're like, okay, rant. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do this. This is different from what I'm used to. So I filmed this, in my opinion, now looking back, horrific pilot, which I think most people say that when they look back at pilots. Yeah. They're like, oh, God. Yeah. It, they all change and they're all different. And you can go to all it, your favorite yeah. TV shows and even look at it. I mean, look, Seinfeld was in danger of being canceled. So was, uh, right. you know. Uh, God, there's a, a laundry list full of them where it's, even the office where it's just like you go back and watch oh, the pilot yeah. of the office and you're like, man, 
Uh, not the British version, but the American one. You're like, I don't know how Steve Carell got hair plugs after that episode. <laughs> I swear, I swear he has, dude. If you go back and watch the first season of The Office, there is some definite differences in the hairline of Steve Carell. And I love Steve Carell. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pointing out something. Anyway, so I do the pilot and I announce it to the entire world. Hey. I've got a TV show. You guys all need to go check the TV show out. So I uh, pilot launches. I announce it to the audience and I am sweating bullets the whole time. Cause I'm thinking, dear God, if I announce to everybody that I've got a TV show and it doesn't get picked up, everybody's going to know that I failed. And that's something that people don't realize once you start finding some success. And there's a lot of people that are watching you is it actually adds so much more pressure because you feel even more pressure to succeed because you're like, Oh man, everybody's watching and everybody's going to know. So, uh, about 45 days goes by before they let me know officially that they were picking, <laughs> that they were picking the show Oof. up, and oh, it was brutal, man. It was brutal because, man, I'm having to go about life like normal. You know, I'm flying to New York. I'm doing all these other kind of things and stuff like that. And finally, um, in uh, the end of April, yeah, the end of April of last year, they let me know that they're going to pick up the show. And then, man, when I say that. You know, you know me, man. I'm I'm a Christian guy, so you know this. When I say that things just took off and, and it it had to have been somebody other than me, dude, it was insanity. I got a watch page, and in six months, Ross, we did two million followers on the watch page. We became the network's most followed show in less than a year, wow. and now. Now they picked us up for three more years of the show, You're and kidding. we've added. The yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it has exceeded expectations on every aspect of it all. And so I don't understand it, but, uh, I'm very thankful that it has happened, but you know, all that to say it never would have happened if I had just not written a cold email to a customer service line of the TV network. Yeah. Look, you, you never know. And that's the same way with kind of any job in this life. If you don't reach out and try to do it, uh, granted, a lot of people may never get back to you, but there's always those those one chances out there. That, you know, that's just like ah, it ha it actually happened. There's always that one chance that it's like fuck. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, um, that was the same. That's how I met Jared and and everybody for Range 15. Was uh, Jared sent me uh, a message through Facebook and said, really? "Hey man, yeah. I didn't know that." Yeah, he said, "Hey man, I'm a I'm a big fan of one of your movies. I uh, just finished watching it, and uh, we have this script." Uh, called Range 15 that we want to do. Um, we're a bunch of veterans. We make these crazy videos, and we would love for you to write and direct it. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, man, I, I, I get a bunch of those a week. And But the fact that he said there was he, they were veterans, and, like, that was, you know, Clayne and I, you know, Clayne Crawford and I, like, um, right. we had done, like, that That was our passion out in Hollywood was, was doing veteran charities and all that stuff. And as soon as he said veterans, I was like, all right, cool. I'm in, I'll read this. And then I read it, um, and I said, look, this script needs work. I think I could help you with it. Uh, and I think maybe eight days later, eight or nine days, I was at his house in El Paso, and that's how we all met and started all this stuff. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's so I, weird. I want to say it was so like 2014, yeah. Wow, that's nuts, dude. Uh, it hasn't come, and I know that you guys feel this as well, it definitely has not come with its share of really, really bad days 
uh, where it just seems like the whole world is freaking against you, man. And so, uh, but I think, you know, I, at this point, you know, we're almost three years in this at this point, I have to believe that it's for some kind of reason, uh, whatever that reason may be <laughs> when it's all over with, uh, I don't know, man, but yeah, shoot. Uh, like I said, I've seen so many people and, and you know who I'm talking about, I, yeah. you know, so many people that were these huge social media guys or girls that have just died a, as far as their engagements goes and their growth goes and all this other kind of stuff. And somehow, some way we have managed to just keep, keep trucking along, man. And so I, I don't know, I'm very blessed and, uh, you know, hopefully I don't, mess it up too bad yeah i mean look for for all of this stuff uh you know look drinking bros has gone through cast changes and uh all kinds of stuff businesses shit we've been sued a million times like you know <laughs> you you name yeah. it you name it yeah. across the book because that that happens too and like people don't realize that and it's you know it's not even the money so much as the time suck of it all where you're just like ah, god damn it i gotta deal with this shit today um, you know, even talking to lawyers and, and whatever goes on and, and all of this stuff, uh, you know, trying to get contracts, copyrights, all of it for all this stuff. And you're, and you're right. Like I would say three, three days out of the business week, um, which is five, five days are, are awful and suck. And you're dealing oh, with shit yeah, you man. don't want to deal with has nothing to do with your shows or your books or movies or whatever you're working on. Um, it's, it's the other shit. And with you in particular, uh, it's awesome that you have a show now because look, I think right after you got the show is when Facebook and all those guys really st and YouTube started to dial back on not only conservatives but people who were pro gun showing guns and videos, all that other right. stuff. Uh, it happened to Matt, I know for sure. Like you know, his, oh yeah, man, his engagement froze, um, you know, because he's got guns and in, in, in a lot of his videos and things like that, and. Facebook is was changing. You're right with Facebook Watch and Instagram's now got a you know Instagram TV and all that stuff, and they would rather right. push more money and more advertisers to there. And it's like you know for me personally, like I even gave up on a fan page on Facebook where I was just like, all right, sweet, what is this twenty two thousand? And I had something like nineteen million views, and I only get twenty two thousand followers. And I was like, fuck this, and I, I just don't care anymore. Uh, I love doing, yeah. doing the shows and all that stuff. And then I I'm curious if you get this a lot. Do you get negative feedback towards your show um, for, you know, like, like for, for your free content, like podcasts and stuff like that? Uh, I, I will say that I get <laughs> the negative stuff that I deal with every day is much what man, the, the political world is nasty, bro. Nasty. I mean, it is, it, it is super nasty. And I never, I never uh, sought after this going into the political world honestly it truly just kind of happened like i don't know any other way to say it like i didn't start this stuff thinking i'm gonna go into politics one day and, and, and right, I, right. I had absolutely no it just it just kind of happened um and so a lot of the things i get you know i get death threats every single day my daughter gets threatened with rape and sodomy and stuff every single day uh, from people that just think that I'm the antichrist pretty much. I mean, you know, uh, did you see, did you see the uh, backlash I got over the photo uh, of me and my kids? Did you see that? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think, I think, I think everybody saw that one. Right. I mean, it was insane. For, for everybody that's listening that doesn't know, uh, the it was in response to the Gillette 
commercial about toxic masculinity or whatever it was. And so, uh, you know, everybody thought that I was some kind of racist genius. Uh, You know, everybody was writing and saying, oh, the the level of genius to create such a subliminally racist photo is just mind boggling. I mean, people really, really thought that I had put all this thought into it. Um, That photo in particular, it's me and my three children. We are in a we are in a cotton field that 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 really did happen. But I live in Mississippi and the cotton field is literally across the road. So that photo <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. People have <laughs> that, a hard time disassociating the fact that like, hey, there is real cotton fields in America. It's not just an old timey picture uh, that, that invokes racism <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. 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 So so that photo was one of about 50 photos that we took for a family photo day or whatever. Um, and, you know, once every two years or so, my wife is like, Hey, we got to document the fact that we have children. I said, yeah, you're probably right. You know, let, let's do that. And so we take the photo, the, the day in question where I post the photo, I was sitting in the bathroom at the gym. I'm not going to go in depth. of what was going on, Sure, but you can, you know, you, you can, you can picture that yourself. So I'm sitting there and I just watched the Gillette ad and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. I'm going to tell you why, um, you know, they created this video basically saying that all men currently are bad and we're all are these misogynistic, you know, rapist bullies and that the next generation needs to save us from that. Right. And so I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And, um, I decided that I was going to say something, but I didn't have time to make a video. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to post a photo. No big deal. So I post a photo of me and my kids with guns and the cotton field. And I say something like practicing our toxic masculinity. Uh, Hey, Gillette, does this offend you? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. So I, it was pretty simple. Like it was a. Yeah, yeah. If I could go back and change one thing about the photo, I would have added the word "also" at the end of it. <laughs> you know, uh, in retrospect, looking back, I probably should have put "Does this offend you?" Also, question mark because there wasn't a gun in the Gillette ad. And I knew that. And in my mind, I was like, this makes sense to post this because I'm like, hey, does this also offend you? You bunch of sissies and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. But I didn't. And the next thing I know, I close the phone, I shower, I head to the office. And about the time that we broke for lunch, I look back at my phone and I have this email from Yahoo. Uh, and they said, and the email was two hours old. And in the email, it said, Hey, we're running your photo in 30 minutes. Do you want to con- do, do you want to comment? And I read it an hour and a half after they had sent that. So the next thing I know, we're on the freaking front page of Yahoo. We are the most racist family in the world. Uh, I am raising future, uh, mass shooters. Um, <laughs> the, the, the equivalent of CNN in London and Australia have me on the front page of their things as well. I mean, we went national. I mean, I, we, we global. went worldwide global yeah. at that point. And I was for about a week, I was the most racist person, uh, to even beat Donald Trump. 
uh, for about a week. And it was insanity, man. And, and, you know, it was one of those moments where I was like, holy crap, is this worth it? I mean, these people literally want to kill me. Yeah. I mean, they do, they, they want me to die. And it just, I, I don't know, uh, that that's my life on the negative end to go all the way back around to your original question. That's what I get. I don't get negative feedback from my show because most of the people that watch my show or now listen to the Dear America podcast, I would venture to say most of them are pretty much the same viewpoints as me. Right. Uh, you know, I don't I don't really see people that absolutely hate me listening to a 52 minute to an hour uh, podcast. But I mean, I could be wrong. I guess people might hate me so much. They want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get a I get a question to, to go back to that picture real quick about uh, about what your wife thinks about it. What was her thoughts as all of this was going on uh man you know when i first started this, and i think man you talked about this back when i first came on when i first started this i really really tried to shield her from the stuff you know i, I didn't really put my wife or my kids in my life very much on social and all that stuff because i was so worried about them feeling the effects but once we and this is going to sound really, really douchey when I say this. So yeah, let me get let me get it all out before before the, the hits come. Of course, once it once it hit a certain level where I realized, wow, we, we we've really entered into a new level of how visible we are. I realized that it doesn't make a difference anymore. I mean, people are posting pictures of where my kids go to school. Uh, you know, me and my wife are trying to go to church and try churches out in new towns and people are taking photos of the backs of our heads and, you know, and posting and all this kind of stuff. And I just realized that, man, you know, we've really gotten to a level now where it doesn't matter what I do. People are going to people are going to know who we are. You know, that they, they they'll spot Alyssa now in the airport before they spot me. And sometimes. And so uh, so I really just decided to embrace it and kind of bring people more into, you know, hey, uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a married guy. Uh, me and my wife just celebrated 10 years, uh, you know, and we got three kids. And we're just people, man. And this is what we think. This is what we feel. And we're not going to apologize for it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I had lunch with Ben Shapiro a couple of weeks ago. All, all of us did. Did me, you really? Yeah, me, Matt, Evan, uh, Jared. And he, lovely guy. Really, really great guy. And oh, yeah. I asked him the same question. I said, what, what does your wife think about this? And how do you, you know, go from A to B? Because he's out in Los Angeles. And, oh, yeah. And that's which is, you know, even worse. And he goes, you know. We've hired security and, uh, you know, armed security and all that stuff. And, and they follow us to synagogue and all that stuff because he's Jewish. And um, uh, and he goes, I've kind of gotten used to it. Sort of the same thing that you said, um, which, you know, man, when you're that controversial and you have to start thinking about that kind of stuff, it seems so crazy to me. Um, but you're right. You do have to get used to it and move on with your life, especially doing what you do every single day. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm not going to stop going to the gym. I'm not going to stop going to football games or baseball games. I'm not going to stop taking my kids out to be their dad just because people disagree with my viewpoints. And, and, and the craziest thing to me is, and you'll see this a lot between the right and uh, the left, 
So the left will be the ones to say that the right are the crazy people and they're the aggressive people and they're the violent people. But you don't see a lot of people on the left afraid to take their kids in public out of fear that people from the right are going to go after their kids. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what that's what comes. That's an attack or a tactic that the left uses. Uh, most people I've learned can't argue with what I'm saying. They just hate that I'm saying it so much that the only thing they can do is go after my kids because those are easy targets, right? Those are sure. soft targets. And I think that anytime anyone would threaten a man's wife or threaten a man's kids, I think it just really shows you who's really standing on the higher ground there. Yeah. Do you, do you ever report any of it? Has it ever gotten so bad that you reported any of it? Cause you, you were talking uh, about the death threats earlier. Um, like the, yeah. com the comments you've received, we've all received that on, on some level. Nothing that I felt that it was bad enough to report. I was curious if you did. Well, given given where we live, I mean, you know, man, I'm from Mississippi. I, I'm still in Mississippi and I'm getting ready to move out to Texas. Um, I'm not really concerned about it as a whole just because I live down here in the south. Uh, I don't know how Ben Shapiro does it. Um or if I lived somewhere, you know, up north a little more, I, I might be a little more concerned. But I mean, you know, all my kids know how to shoot, which is part of that controversy of that photo. You know, I'm a child abuser because I teach my kids about guns. Uh, yeah, my course. wife knows how to shoot. Uh, we have more guns than, uh, you know, probably most people will have in their life uh, from what I do. And just just friends that I make, man, friends in the gun industry and all that kind of stuff. Um I don't know, man. Uh, you know, this goes back kind of to the religious thing. You know, I, I, I'm a Christian and, and I believe that I'm doing it for a reason. And, you know, man, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And that's kind of how I look at it. I like that. I like that viewpoint. Um, let me ask you, I saw you at the NRA thing over the weekend. How was that? Uh, it was cool, man. I, I got to I ran into Evan while I was there. Um, it was one of those weird things. Dude, dude th this is my life nowadays. OK, so. Uh, we, uh, we were in the middle of looking for a house cause we moved to Texas in like less than 30 days at this point. Um, yeah, at wow. some point, it, it, at some point in my free time over the next month, I've got to move my entire family to Texas, but either way, <laughs> um, so me and my wife, it's our 10 year anniversary. We were going to go to Italy, but then the whole network thing happened and all this stuff. So now we can't go to Italy. We got to go look for a house instead. So that was an easy sell. Uh, in the first place was to get that get get that one cleared through. And Three so, years of a TV show will do that to a wife. You know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and so uh, so we drive a rental all the way to Texas, and the reason why is because the crew has got to meet us in Indianapolis, which is where NRA was. Well, nobody in the crew has a big enough car, so we had to leave my wife's Tahoe for the crew to load all the equipment up and drive to Indianapolis. So we rent a car to drive all the way to Dallas, Texas. And Monday through Thursday, we're looking for a house. Thursday morning, we drop the, the rental car off. We hop on a plane. We fly all the way to Indianapolis. And then we've got freaking NRA, which is so awesome the first time you go and you don't have business to do. Yeah. <laughs> because the first time I went, you know, I was looking at everything. It was super cool seeing all the booths and stuff. Ross, I kid you not, I was there for two days. I saw not one booth except the booths that I had meet and greets to do. Um, 
Really? You know, it, it, yeah, it's cool, man. It is, but and it's humbling that so many people show up and so many people stop you to want to talk and and have pictures. Uh, but but it truly is, man. You know, it's work now, which is fine. I, I mean, it is. You know, I you know I I owe it to the people that help provide for my family. You know, that's the least that I can do of is to go out and talk to them and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, we were at NRA. Uh, we got to hear uh, the president speak. Uh, we were in the front row and all that stuff. Got to hang out with Don Jr. for a little bit. Um, if you go to President Trump's Instagram page uh-huh. and the video that he posted about NRA, at the very end of the video, you will see me in that video. So I'm super pumped about there that. There like, it is. Yes, made it, man. <laughs> made it onto Trump's video page. Probably the closest I'm ever going to get to ending up on Donald Trump's page. I don't, uh, I don't but, know. Like, I, look, when this next election comes around, he goes he goes from town to town. And, uh, you know, look, they have a, a very, very savvy social media team. Um, and in particular, the guy that's running the 2020 campaign uh, was the oh, guy yeah. who ran his social media campaign. Brilliant guy. He was on 60 Minutes. I, I bet you, and I told Matt this as well, I, I bet you they reach out and ask you to do some stuff when they come to town. Because Texas is going to be a big state, man, for 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I know for a fact the Secret Service guys love me. Uh, so Don Jr. and me are, are close. The Secret Service guys love me. I figure I'm only like one more step away. Yeah, you're right <laughs> like there. Hanging out with Trump. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there at the goal line, man. I, that's what I keep telling everybody. So, so we'll see. I, I think that, like you said, man, I, I, in fact, I think I told you this the last time we talked. One of my goals for 2020 is I want to be considered one of the main contributors, uh, you know, for Trump uh, being reelected. And I think that we are, I think that we're well on our way to that. And, and so, I mean, obviously Ben Shapiro is the number one de facto guy on the conservative side right now. Uh, but you know, my goal is in the next two years for, uh, there to be at least a tie in that department. So we'll see, we'll, we'll he, see what happens. So here, here's the positive thing is that they don't really have that close of a, a relationship. If you listen to his show on a religious basis, uh, sometimes he'll go off on things that he does not like about Trump. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I would say I would actually put my money on you that you you will have a, a better <laughs> shot at it um, simply because you're a fan, same as same as me, right? So if if Trump ever wanted to come on Drinking Bros, or Ross Patterson Revolution, I'd I'd be all in. Um, I think it'd be oh, amazing. Man. You know who else is is Sarah Huckabee Sanders would be a great interview. Um, I would love to talk to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, man. Uh, yeah, that that would be really cool because she's dude, she's. She's sassy, man. I, I love it. She's sarcastic, and she'll drop the hammer down on people, and I, I think it's awesome. And she has the hardest job in America, arguably, oh, because she's got to deal with all these assholes on a day-in, day-out basis. And it's, oh, yeah. to me, it's it's akin to, and, and I'll use a, a sports analogy here since you're a big sports guy as well, it's akin to a coach giving an interview and not wanting to give the plays away. Where you're just like, look, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you if my players hurt. I'm not going to tell you which plays were running in the next game. I'm just here because I fucking have to be, and that's yeah. I, that, I just want to move on with with my day and my life. And um, you know, she takes a ton of heat for it, but I, she's she's a really smart woman, and I, I think she'd be a fascinating interview. 
No, no, I agree, man. Uh, she would be really good. Um, like I said, me and Don Jr. have gotten pretty close, so I'd love to figure out a way to get. He's all about it, and you guys could definitely get Don Jr. as well. The problem is they're so busy I across know. the board, I man. Know. Locking them in for an hour-long podcast is all. You, you might as well say I'll pay you a million dollars because it's so difficult to yeah. get them in one spot for an hour. It's just, it's insanity. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and to, that's, to do that. that's one of the biggest questions we get is like, dude, why, I don't understand why you, you don't have these people on your show. It's not because they don't love us and we don't love them. It is simply right. time and a schedule of like, all right, cool. Even us, like, dude, we're busy. Obviously, I would drop everything for the Trumps and, you know, wherever they wanted to interview, I'd be down. Um, <laughs> anytime, any place. Uh, let's plug that right now. A hundred percent. Anytime, any place. And I, by the way, so I've, I've put that offer out to celebrities before big people that I really, really wanted like that. And it did happen one time. Uh, one was really? Bo Bobby Knight. Yeah. The head coach of uh, Indiana, you know, obviously really? in my opinion, one of the greatest coaches of all time, I yeah, tried yeah. to interview him and get him on the show for like six months. And I had heard back occasionally over the course of the six months and they were like, look, would you be willing to go anytime, any place? Exactly like we just described. And I said, yeah, yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> what, six months later, I get a call on, a, I'll never forget it. It was a Thursday night and they said, he's in Houston. He's agreed to do the interview. Can you be here and do this interview in 36 hours? And I, I, I was my, I think it was my wife's birthday too. And I go, look, honey, uh... yeah, I go, look, hon, I love you. It's Bobby Knights, and I promise you, <laughs> I will take you on wherever you want to go after this thing or whatever. But I was like, I got a flight, and it was in Houston of all places. And uh, I was like, I got a flight to Houston. I hopped on a flight, got the interview. I, an hour after the interview was over, I was on a flight home. Um, and uh, oh, those are the worst, man. I know, those but but it was burns. one of those. Yeah. It was one of those things where it was you know a once in a lifetime opportunity, and same with the Trumps. So yeah, if if you're out there listening, we will absolutely do that um, anytime you oh, want, yeah. Graham or I. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or both, if we're throwing it out there like that, or both. Let's just knock out two hours of your time and just knock it all out across the board. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go back to back. We'll use the same feed for all the shows. We'll we'll make it easy on you. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. That works. Who, who, yeah, man. I, have you ever had a guest like that that was that was really difficult that you ended up landing? So here's one thing that I've discovered, and here's the interesting thing about me is I get contacted every week from super famous people. And, and I won't say name. And I know a lot of people are going, oh, yeah, I'm sure, Graham. Yeah, whatever. No, but it's true. I have a lot of super famous people, way more famous than I would ever be. Major TV stars, major movie stars, major, you know, icons in the sports and entertainment industry that contact me all the time that absolutely agree and love every single thing that we're doing. However, yeah. <laughs> they could never be seen with me in the same picture or, I mean, they've said it straight up. My entire career would be over if anybody ever saw me with you, you know, and stuff like that. And, and so that's kind of what I run into is that people, people believe and they feel the exact same way that I do. But because they're in the Hollywood or music industry or things like that, 
their hands are kind of tied and they're so afraid of basically not working again that they can't come on or at least they feel like they can't come on and and so that's kind of that's kind of what i deal with uh there so but i mean you know better than anybody the 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 hollywood world and all that stuff yeah i I do and and there's a lot of closets uh conservatives is what i like to call it because they you know privately after an interview is over or is has you know right before it starts to say hey man I just don't want to talk about anything politically. Drinking Bros itself, and same with Ross Patterson Revolution, lends itself beyond politics. So it doesn't really right. doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like, hey, just come on and have a good time. We don't really care, right? Um, whereas I, I think you, everybody associates you with politics um, right. and, and the conservative world that it's different. But you know, we do get a lot of guests, Hollywood wise, who say, "Hey, man, we believe and love what you guys are doing." However, I just I, I literally can't talk about it or I might not work anymore. Right. And that's one reason that I'm excited about about our new podcast here, man, is, you know, I wanted to I wanted to create something that was a little less rant like and a little less politically driven. And I wanted to create something that's more uh, morning talk show everyday life kind of feel. And and so, you know, my goal with the podcast is one, you know, everybody to have a good time, which we've gotten amazing feedback so far, but I love your podcast, man. I I hit you up. I I, I think it was like what episode one. And I was just like, yo man, I just listened to your show and I subscribed, man. Congratulations. Cause I didn't know you were doing a podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, we kept it under wrap for, for a while, uh, because, uh, well, how do I say this, uh, politically, uh, you know as well as I do in a creation or a creative meeting of what people think and what they feel about certain things. People don't always see eye to eye <laughs> on how things how things should go. So uh, obviously, the network I work for is first and foremost they're a news network, and I don't like even though a lot like you said even though a lot of people put me in the box of, oh, that's a political guy. I don't think that I'm that way. I'm not a news anchor. I'm not a journalist. You know, man, I was in the military for 12 years. You know, I I mean, I'm not, I do talk about politics because I believe politics is life, man. You know, I mean, that's what, I mean, that dictates everything that we do, but I digress. I wanted the show to be a certain way. They wanted it to be a certain way. And so we had some we had some uh, creative disagreements for a while. And finally, it just came down to, hey, let me do it my way. And if it doesn't work, I will come back to you with my tail tucked between my legs and then you can fix it and tell me I told you so. <laughs> and and so basically, well, you know, you, you've heard the podcast, you hear how it sounds, and yeah. what it feels like. And, and we've had a we've had a lot of. I mean, shoot, man, we, we've got almost a thousand reviews in only five episodes. Uh, you that's, know, that's uh, amazing. We haven't fallen out of the top 200 since we've done it. We're only doing one show a week right now. And so from everybody tells me that that's a really good thing. You oh, it's know? great. I mean, it's great. It's, it's, yeah. re- it's really hard to get in the charts like that. And then it's hard to stay in the charts. Um, yeah. what, what category are you under? Uh, news and politics. Oh, it's great. Good. Uh, yeah. Cause we look, I did a show on Ross Patterson revolution and it was right after, uh, fuck, um, Alex Jones. <laughs> it was Alex ah, Jones. Yeah. Okay. And I did, I did an, an entire episode called the end of freedom of speech. And we were, I was in the charts forever. And then after that episode, man, 
iTunes had, had ripped it out of there. And uh, I, you know, about 48 hours later was when they had pulled down everything of Alex Jones's everywhere. And, um, I, I, I don't know what happened. I'll never have an answer to that. I think since you're in the political side though, that's great. And you need more voices from the right. Cause most of those podcasts are, are left-leaning podcasts on there on the charts. Oh yeah. Oh, co- oh, completely. Hang on while we're talking. Shoot. I'll pull it up right this second here. So yeah, if you go to podcast and you go all categories and you go to the top podcast in all categories on iTunes. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Joe Rogan is always in the top five. I mean, he does an amazing job. Um, Ben Shapiro is normally in the top 20. Yep. But after that, uh dr phil (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah man i mean it's it's pretty bleak from the concern i mean there's trevor noah um yeah i mean you know it's hard to break into the thing when you are a right-leaning thing and so anyway like i said man we consider ourselves very blessed and all this stuff and you know we just uh yeah, well, well, we're just trying not to mess it up too bad at this point. Yeah, and and, and look, the 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 other cool thing about all of this is, um, you know, offline, I, I had talked to you about this. We're heading into the the golden age of podcasts with what's on the horizon here, because correct the 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 debates are going to start for the Democrats here in uh, what about sixty days, less than that now. And oh yeah, well yeah, they're already having town halls and everything. Twenty twenty elections have already started, even though we yeah. haven't exactly done it i mean we're, we're there i agree 100% i do you start let me ask you this cuz as a host i try to watch all of this stuff just to stay in, 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 as informed as i possibly can even the democratic side like i want to know everything that's going on have you watched any of those town halls yet i watched uh bernie sanders town hall uh that was that, he did. that was craziness how about when he they when a- they asked him about uh the, the criminals, would you let a criminal vote for president? And he said, Man. yes. And then the guy said, hey, are you sure? Like, that would be including the Boston <laughs> bomber. And he goes, yeah, you know, people have done some terrible things. Uh, why not? <laughs> That's the thing, dude. It is so insane what's going on right now. Democrats are so desperate for votes. All right, so let's look at this. And I'm just going to go full political on you here for a second. Oh, we love so it. Let's look, we love it. Let, let's look at this. Look at everything that the Democratic presidential hopefuls have uh, recommended that we do to change how we do things. Uh, they want to lower the voting age down to 16, first of all. Which is and crazy. Next, which is insanity because I think any real adult would go back and say, I would punch myself in the neck at 16 years old if I could go back in time and do it. <laughs> Just because I was, an, I was a moron. Every 16-year-old is a moron. Oh, Graham, my, you, you don't know my kid. My kid is a you know future valued. They're still a moron. Give them a chance. They will make the dumbest decision possible with very little uh, persuasion because they're 16. Anyway, Democrats want to lower it down to 16 to vote. They want to push legislation to allow illegal immigrants the right to vote. I wonder who they're going to vote for. And now Bernie yeah. Sanders is saying, you know who we need to vote? You know, you know, the real injustice in society is that freaking criminals, the worst kind of felons that are currently being incarcerated right now, they should be allowed to vote because nothing is more American 
than allowing people that can't follow rules to vote for people that make rules. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, man. It is absolute insanity. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, the other one with because they ran like maybe four of them back to back in a row. Right. And they were in different uh-huh. cities. Sort of the similar questions, but no, no, no one candidate can see what the other candidates said. Um, Kamala Harris agreed with Bernie that that criminals should be allowed to vote. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was just way off the deep end of like, I, th- oh, I think we Lord. should still impeach Trump. I, I couldn't <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, the only guy there that night was that Pete Buttigieg guy. What do you think of him? I, I thought that. You know, as far as answering the questions in an honest manner, he was probably the the top one that night. But you yeah, know, I don't know I, much about I, him. I think that man, I I agree with you. He's probably the most calm. Uh, you know, he's been very calm in everything that he's been interviewed in so far. Um, I tell everybody that I talk to, I think Trump's got this thing in the bag. I mean, I really do. I, I think that unless something just monumental comes out. Uh, I think Trump's got 2020 in the bag, and I think that it could be an even bigger landslide than it was uh, in 16. And the reason why, despite people hating him, real Americans and what I mean by real Americans, everybody gets all shit when I say that by real Americans. Do you mean white Americans? No, I mean real Americans that actually love America. When I say that Uh, no one can argue economically. Uh, just everything that this president said he was going to do, he has done it. He has shifted the Supreme Court with conservative uh, judges that interpret the law as it was written. He has improved the economy. He's dropped the uh, black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment, and Asian unemployment to the lowest in 50 years. He's created over 5 million jobs. We just had a 3.2% GDP growth in the first quarter, which is unheard of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's absolutely killed it, man. Um, no one no one can really argue with that. And I just don't see any Democrat that they were bet that they were praying on this Mueller thing because they knew that they really don't have too solid of a leg to stand on to truly try to dethrone Trump right now. I think Trump's got 2020 in the bag. I think it's a landslide. I think that uh, the Democrats are going to tear themselves apart between Sanders and Biden. Uh, Sanders has got a lot of support. He does. I don't think he's going to get the nod. I think they're going to screw him over just like they did in 16. I think they're going to give it to Biden. Uh, and Biden's going to get absolutely decimated by Trump. 2024 is what I'm concerned about. Well, look, from my perspective of looking at it, uh, the, the bonus thing that the Republicans have going for them is this. There's 20 candidates that are running for Democrat. For the next year, they're going to rip each other's hearts out until these primaries are over next July, right? All of right. that is going to give Trump more ammunition, commercials, uh, media. I mean, you could take that 30 second clip of what what Bernie said and just run that on social media and, and you're probably good. Um, so, But he had people cheer for him, Ross. That's the scary part is that the people in the audience were cheering about it. They're like, oh, yeah, we definitely should allow a freaking terrorist to vote from behind bars. That's what. We, oh, he's right. We should do it. Yeah, they're there. But I, I would say in America, not so much. Right. Like the oh, rest of America oh, yeah, is like you're yeah, out of your yeah, fucking yeah. minds. Yeah, real Americans. That's what I'm. That's what I mean when I say that. Real Americans. Yeah. So look, you you take the the fact that you got 20 people running on the Democratic side who again will go at each other's throats for an entire year. 
much the same way the Republican primary was back in, uh, you know, 15 through 16, um, where it was just, I mean, it got brutal towards the end there. That's going oh, yeah, to happen to them on that side. Then Trump's going to have all this ammunition going into the 2020 election. I'm with you. I think Trump wins pretty easily as long as the economy stays the same. Um, you know, when we don't have some crazy recession that pops up out of nowhere or the stock market doesn't crash or gas prices don't go up to $5 a gallon, I, I think he'll win pretty, pretty easily. Um, I wonder who it's going to be, though, because I've, I've shifted now three, I think three times in this of trying to guess who, who he's going to go against. I, the, the polls have Biden right now. I lean more towards Bernie and possibly the dark horse of Buttigieg getting in there. I think the Beto mania has died out and people realize he's just a rich white guy. Just he's kind, an kind idiot. Of lost. He's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, he's a, yeah. I think uh, I see where you're going. I think you're giving the Democratic bus a little too much credit of not being the just just a horrifically corrupt system that it is. I think that they are going to I think they owe Biden and they feel like they owe Biden. Um, I think that the Democratic Party really doesn't give a crap about Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I look, they they want all of the socialists out of there. I mean, and truth be told, they actually want AOC out of there. Like not oh, just Bernie. They, they hate her. Yeah. They hate her. Yeah. She's terrible, man. She's got all. But I tell you what, um, how old is she? She's 28 years old right now. Yep. Uh, come 2024, man, she's old enough. And that's the scary thing. You, you know who I actually lean towards in uh, in 2024 is Nikki Haley. I, I think she's got a good shot to be the first female president. And I think I think uh, I think a Haley Crenshaw ticket would would destroy everything. Boy, that's what I would think. It, would it ever I love Crenshaw, by the way, I'd love to see. Yeah, him. man. I'd love to see him run as well, man. That that would be awesome. But I think if you're trying to switch out of, you know, the polarization of Trump, I think if the Republicans had, you know, Nikki Haley run and again, she's highly intelligent and uh, very, very likable. Um, yep. I think she would have a really good shot at it in 2024. Um, so that, that's yeah. what I'm keeping my my eye on for that. I think I think I think Nikki Haley. Uh, I mean, obviously her background as the governor of South Carolina and, and and you know ambassador and everything that she did under Trump for two years. I think that that coupled with her ties to the military, her husband is like a huge uh, military member. I, I, I don't remember if he's an officer or enlisted uh, with the South Carolina National Guard. Um, I think that experience plus her likability coupled with a Dan Crenshaw, yep. which is uh, arguably the hottest and not by looks, I mean, momentum uh, Republican political figure right now. Yeah, you know, I, you would be hard pressed other than Trump to find someone uh, more on fire right now than Dan Crenshaw is. Um, I think with that popularity, Plus the fact everybody loves him, plus the fact that his freaking military record cannot be questioned by anyone in any shape, form or fashion. I mean, the man lost a freaking eye for freedom, for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, I think that I think that that would be a really hard ticket to beat. Um, but, you know, I do, I, I do too. Me. Yeah, I, I look, I'm, I'm 100 percent across the board with you on this one. I do, too. And uh, I, I hope it goes that way. Um, you know, that yeah, would be, a, yeah, we'll see, man. That would be a, a, he, a great role. Cause look, RBG is gonna, she's going to go down soon. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah we got to have true. a Republican in there. 
Um, yeah, I uh, well, I you know, I, I've gotten to know Dan pretty well over the past couple months, and I will say that he has not said no to all of the uh, Crenshaw 2024 uh, things that are that, that are starting to roll around. So, you know, I, I don't take that as a bad sign because he has definitely not said, uh, absolutely not. I don't want any part of that, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And so, you know, who knows, man? Maybe maybe we'll have it. And I mean, maybe we'll go through this period where we just got Republicans in office for a long time. Uh, history says that it won't happen that way. Yeah, but, uh, I know. We'll, but, I know. But, we'll, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, man. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a crazy, crazy time, man. I mean, it really is. And so to everybody that's listening to this podcast, and they're like, oh, God, they've talked about politics for a long time. One of the things that irks me the most, and me and you have friends uh, that, you know, I, I love them to death, but they'll say this. They'll go, man, I just can't do politics. I just, you know, uh, I just can't talk about politics. It just it just it stresses me out. I don't like talking about it. it, it in my opinion, I view that as kind of, you know backing down to what's really going on and, and you know and I, I don't hate people for it or, or anything but i do i just view that as i mean so you're you're ignoring what's really happening in the country simply because you know you don't like talking about it well talking about the issues that are going on isn't always fun man because there's a lot of messed up stuff i just did a video earlier this morning where somebody took a video camera into a teacher meeting in California where they're teaching that uh, they're teaching it in history and things like that, that from a historical perspective, pedophi- uh, pedophilia has been a sexual orientation throughout history. And I mean, there's a lot of messed up stuff going on. There Are you kidding is. me? Yeah. Pedophilia is a sexual orientation. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. That's uh, uh-uh. <laughs> absolutely not. You know, are, are, are you, did I wake up in the twilight zone? What is happening, <laughs> man? Uh, and, and I mean, there's just there's a lot of really bad things going on. There was some kid, and forgive me, I don't remember the name. Just like two weeks ago, that this five year old kid was pushed off the top story of the Mall of America by some black guy because he couldn't get a date. So naturally, the response to not getting a date is to walk through the mall and push some white five year old kid off a balcony. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, there's a we, lot of messed up things going on. We did that story, and um, that was one of the most heinous things I've ever heard of. I, I like I went so far as to say I think the parents should be allowed to pick the torture for this guy. I think the yeah. ki- the kid ended up living, um, but he was Man, in critical dude, condition. It's a, it's a it's a miracle, Ross. They it came is. up just the, just the other day, and they said that he's alert. He's conscious and it looks like he's going to come out of this thing. Okay. And so, I mean, but, but, but that's what I'm talking about, man. We are in a society and a time right now that there is a lot of messed up stuff going on. And I know that this is the Southerner in me. So I'm going to say that, you know, with a preface to what I'm about to say, (laughs) I realize that this is the South in me, but people have forgotten what it means to have repercussions for their actions, period. They've forgotten that there are just things in our society that you don't do. It doesn't matter that you want to do it, or it doesn't matter that you don't think it's fair, none of that stuff. Uh, You don't deserve $15 an hour on your first job. You don't. You don't deserve it. You you do not deserve that. You do not deserve, with a four-year bachelor's degree, to come out and make $100,000-plus a year. You don't deserve that. No, that's not how the real world works. 
you make a hundred thousand dollars a year from working your butt off every single day and going up the ranks and you get less sleep, less time off than everybody else. You don't deserve to have your feelings listened to because somebody upset you in some way. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve to go through life and not have ups and downs. You don't deserve to have everybody respect you. You had you do deserve to have everybody uh, treat you as a human being, but that doesn't mean that your opinion has to be heard and people have to do what you say simply because you said it. You think you're special because your birthday falls on a Gemini, and when at the end of the day, it's just because your parents had sex at a certain time, and nine months later, you happen to pop out of your mom at that day, and you think you're special? No, you're not. You're just like everybody else, and. <laughs> We we live in a time where people have just forgotten that and they just think that they are the most important people in the world when in reality you're just one of several billion <laughs> people yeah. that are walking around. Shut up. Yeah, man, it's it's a crazy time out there. Uh, it's a crazy time we're living, but we're we're glad we have the voice of Graham Allen to set the <laughs> record straight. Graham, this is the part in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week. Uh, okay, let's ob- do it. Obviously, this is somebody that's inspired you or or helped you along the way, or somebody you just like to give a shout out for for the person you are today or the career you have. Um, who would you like to give Drinking Bro of the Week to? Man, you know, I, I'll say this. It's a little bit late, but I'm here in Mississippi. And so uh, about a week or so ago that the 155 BCT, the Brigade Combat Team, they're the largest National Guard unit in the entire state. They just got back from their deployment. So I'd like to give the drinking bro of the week to all of the bros and broettes or whatever you call them that got back from serving our country. Uh, thank you guys to the 155 BCT for everything that you guys do. I hope hearing your name on this podcast brings you guys a lot of pride and a lot of uh, happiness. Thank you guys for what you do. God bless our military. That's awesome, man. Hey, well, tell everybody where they can listen to the new podcast as well. Yeah, so check us out on the Dear America podcast. Uh, we're once a week right now, but it's looking like we're going to go more often very soon. But you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's Dear America with Graham Allen. Hell yeah. And then CRTV, your show. Yep. And so you can get uh, my show, Rant Nation. CRTV is merged with The Blaze. So you can go to www.blazetv.com forward slash rant and get your subscription to my TV show right now. There it is. Boom. Graham Allen, ladies and gentlemen. Graham, we love having you on this show. You got to come on more often. Hey, man. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, for Graham Allen, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. <laughs>